So we've been talking about um, the four simple ways that the word will work for you. Yeah. Have you ever felt like you're trying to do something and get something godly accomplished, but it just doesn't seem to be working? Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. And um, a lot of times we don't realize it, but we play a part in that. Yeah. And God tells us certain things to do. And if we'll do those things, it'll work. And so uh, I sound like I just hit puberty. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sad for your voice. Like. And, uh, I'm not hurting or in pain. I just, I must have shouted. I think there's some drainage or something, but anyway, this will help. <laughs> but Yeah, so we had, uh, see, hear, hear that change? Mm -hmm. Just the T. Um, so we had a, um, I've been in situations where it just, it seemed like the word wasn't working. And what was happening was I wasn't working the word. Yeah. I wasn't doing what the word told me to do. And uh, we got a comment today uh, from uh, on one of the things that we sent out for the tent meeting. And one of the things that they said was, well, why don't, why doesn't that uh, healing evangelist go to the hospital and pray for all the people there? They're the ones that need it, right? Which is pretty cynical. And um, yeah, it's, it's a critical type yeah. spirit, which is never of God. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is he just told a story the other day of how they brought a whole school for the deaf. Uh, to the tent meeting on one of the islands yeah. and uh, in the Caribbean. And literally all the deaf people got healed and the teacher got mad because she didn't have any work, yeah. right? Um, so the issue is a lot of people are cynical, but I want to show you something in that is that Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me, yeah. right? Um, the issue is most people, a lot of times when they're in the hospital, um, they want to be at the hospital more than they want somebody to pray for yeah. them. And they're not going to Jesus. And here's the, here's the key. They're not coming to Jesus and his way. Jesus said, come to me, put my yoke on. In other words, do it my way yeah. and it'll be easy and light. And his way is by faith. His way is by planting ourselves in a church. Yeah. And so a lot of times, Sometimes we want the word to work for us, mm -hmm. but we have to work the word. We yeah. have to do it his way. Yeah. And that's what we've been discussing. And so we've talked about tending to the word and we've talked about hearing the word. Mm -hmm. And uh, those those last two days, very, very important, very strong. The anointing of God, if you didn't watch him, go back and watch him. Yeah. This, of course, will be in a playlist. But uh, just tell me what you've seen so far as we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, uh, buddy, why don't you read, and somebody put it in the comments, Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22. Yeah. And then tell me what you've seen so far. Yeah. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find him and health to all their body. Yeah. So four commands. Mm -hmm. Four commands, yeah. and they are... They One. Give attention to my words. Two. Incline your ear to my sayings. Three. Do not let them depart from your sight. Four. And keep them in the midst of your heart. So these are commands. And then if you read verse 22, read that again. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. So and, and then you see a separate thing in that. It says that find them. In other words, we should be searching for them. Right. Yeah. And how do we search for them? We we search for them by doing those four commands. Sure. We tend to it. 
we hear it, mm -hmm. we see it, yeah. and then we keep it in our heart. So those four things will cause the Word to be found yeah. by us, mm -hmm. get revelation of it, yeah. which is in the New Testament called uh, rhema, yeah. right? When we get a rhema of the Word or yeah. a, a revelation and that Word becomes alive to us, mm -hmm. it produces faith. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the same thing that Jesus said, man shall live by, mm -hmm. is when we have revelation, when yeah. it comes alive to us. Yeah. So the Word will work for us when we find it, mm -hmm. when we attend to it, mm -hmm. hear it, yeah. see it, mm -hmm. and keep it in our heart. And then, of course, Jesus then practically applied exactly what he was saying in Matthew 4. Yeah. Because he says, man shall not live but by every word, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds mm -hmm. out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord gives him rhema words right in that moment mm -hmm. to beat the devil down. Yeah. Right? And so he showed us exactly what he was talking about, to have victory over the devil yeah. by keeping his word and putting mm -hmm. the word to work for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen. Well, I... I think literally right now, your voice is an, isn't an example of what this verse is talking about. Like, you may not have come on here and told everybody, you know, children is the, or, or healing is the children's bread, and by his stripes I am healed. Like, right. you may not have come in proclaiming all of that over your voice, but I know, we know that you know those words. Yeah. You meditate on them, think on them. And literally from the beginning of the broadcast until now, your voice has already changed. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. already strength in it, and it's going to keep going as the broadcast goes Correct. because you haven't allowed yourself this morning hearing your voice to think, Man, this broadcast is going to be hard. Barrett and yeah, Buddy no. should just do it. You've you've meditated on the word, and the anointing honors that. It literally gives health to all of their yeah, body. Yeah, and I've I've seen it before where it gets stronger and stronger and stronger as we go. And um, but what I'm doing is I'm taking actions of yeah. faith in what I believe. I believe that I'm restored. And of course, this isn't hurting me. It's yeah. just it just sounds funny, but. Um, I'm taking actions of faith, you know, and um, I noticed in the middle of the night, I, I got up and I had some drainage, I guess, uh, starting to cool off just a touch, although it didn't feel like it last night, um, but it's starting to cool off. You have a different kind of pollen or something. Maybe I had drainage from that. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. The issue is God is a restorer yeah. and God is a healer. Mm -hmm. And you don't just shut down because something's going on. See, when we shut down and we quit over that, we're kind of giving power to it. But when we say, no, I believe that I, he is a restorer. I believe he's a healer. Yeah. Right. He makes me strong. Mm -hmm. By his grace, I have strength. Yeah. Right. And in that moment, you'll start to receive a supernatural power. So yeah. what you're watching right now now is an action of faith. It's mm -hmm. a reception of faith and a motion of faith yeah. towards that. Yeah. So, yeah. And kind of what you were saying, it's based on you've spent time tending to the Word. You've yeah. spent time yeah. hearing the Word. You've spent, yeah. you, like, it's not just like, oh, you know, I just have faith. It's you, yeah. you've, you've uh, tended it. You've, yeah. you've studied it. You've, you've listened to anointing sure. of God. You've, <clears throat> you've submitted yourself. Like, yeah. all of those things have got you to a place where, where now a situation might rise up and it doesn't affect you like it used to. Yeah, that's like, right. You know, because you've spent time tending. It's like it's like what, what you've said before is just like, don't wait till the battle to load your weapon. Yeah. You're loading it yeah. now, you're tending to it now, you're hearing it now, you're submitting yeah. now, and as you're doing all of that, what, hap what happens when a situation rises up, you're already prepared and, and girded and ready, yes. you know, to, to really face the situation head on because you already yeah. know what, what's yours. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, years ago, I would have just stayed home and said, y'all do the broadcast. Mm -hmm. 
but now it's it's one of those things where I put the word to work for me, so yeah. it's working, and I and I know it'll work. But also, I think it's really good uh, for people to see leaders face issues and yeah. overcome them by faith. Yeah. Right. And I don't I don't aim to do that all the time, but I'm not afraid of that either. If you know, if somebody goes. Well, you know, if my pastor shows any weakness, I just got to go to another church. You, you got the wrong heart, you you're know, because you're not going to find one. That mm-hmm. means you're going to be jumping all your life. You're yeah. never going to plant yourself and be obedient to the word. So in your most holy moment, you're actually being unholy because mm-hmm. you're not planting yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but there's a fear, I would say, that's out there. Uh, for leaders to never show any weakness. And that's taught as a leadership thing. Sure. Never show any weakness. I've found that that actually does damage to people when people, um, when they always see their leader that never has any problems whatsoever, never goes through anything, and that leader never opens themselves up and say, hey, I went through this, right? Yeah. Um, it's not It's not given a glory to the devil is giving glory to God that even though I went through something, yeah. God came through. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, God came through. He just like he'll come through for you. Yeah. And I think when people see that, it helps. I can remember one time, I, I think it was, it was one of my leaders. It was one of my leaders. And they, uh, I just had not really seen them have any fleshly, corrupted world moments, you know, at all. And um, then they said, yeah, I was telling them problems like, I need I need help with this and everything. They said, yeah, I went through that. I was feeling really bad because I was going through something. Yeah. I was having to overcome something. And the devil's trying to throw condemnation on me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like kind of taking it on both sides, like taking it on the chin. And um, so all of a sudden, the leader that I didn't think had ever gone through goes, yeah, you know, I went, had to go through that one time too, and I just missed it, and and then all of a sudden, I just the Lord came through, and I, I remember thinking, oh, praise God, I'm not the only one, you know, oh, praise the Lord, you know, and I've watched that several times with people at the church. Yeah, they'll come in, they think I'm, you know, perfect or something, and Nicole and I, and then they'll see that we have an issue and we go through it and they're like, oh, glory to God. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought, I thought I could never be like y'all, but I see that I can apply faith like y'all do and watch it work. Yeah, I had a really, and and it's still something that I am working to overcome. I was trained like that in leadership doesn't show weakness, leadership must show strength all of the time. Yeah. And... So what I would end up doing is I wouldn't talk about things that were opportunities. I'd kind of keep them at arm's length. I had a fear of if people saw what I was going through, they wouldn't be able to receive from me or yeah. respect me or whatnot. Yeah. And you and Pastor Nicole have really helped me start to walk through m- more and more vulnerability. And yeah. I was I was really nervous yeah. to start doing that because I, yeah. I just didn't see how it would help but I have been able to minister to more people through opening myself up and yes. saying, I have gone through this. This is what I've learned. Yeah. Take my ceiling that yeah. I reached and let it be your foundation. Go yeah. higher than I did. Yeah. And it has just, it's allowed a unity to be there that wasn't there before. It was me keeping yeah. people at arm's length. And that's not, that's not who Jesus was. Jesus let the crowd come to him. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. had like layers of people, but he, he wasn't a turn away. No, Lord. no. Anyone that comes to him and calls on his name will be saved. Yeah. But and think about this: 
Uh, what person in this whole book of the Bible, besides Jesus, didn't have any flaws? Yeah. The whole book mm -hmm. is a book of people that had problems. Yeah. That had issues, that had flaws. Yeah. The whole book is a story of them overcoming their flaws. Yeah. If we didn't know about their flaws, we wouldn't know about the power of God in yeah. that way. We're not highlighting the flaws. We're highlighting the power of God mm -hmm. to overcome that corruption and that lack. Yeah. That's what we're highlighting. And uh, by seeing that, I think it's so, so important. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, Kevin said leadership doesn't show weakness. However, leadership does show vulnerability. It shows, basically, I think a good way to say that is leadership's not afraid of showing that they have a corrupted flesh and live in a corrupted world, yeah. and, but God is bigger than the corruption. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. Um, you know, I could, it's one of those things where I think it's very important for us to learn how to work the word. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what we're talking about mm -hmm. is, how to work that. So when we talked about tending to the word, and we talked about hearing the word and how to not hear mm. versus how to hear yesterday, yeah. what were some of the things that have stuck out to y'all in the last couple of days? Um, honestly, you know, just talk, talking about tending to the word was, was yeah. a big one just for me. You know, just always keeping, always, because tending is working it. Yes. You know, it's, it's, yes. it's, a, it's an application. <clears throat> like, I'm not just... I'm not just hearing it and agreeing with it. I'm actually doing it. Yes. You know, faith without action is dead. So, like, tending to it actually produces fruit. And, yeah. and if I don't tend to it, you know, just like a regular garden, if I'm not tending to it, different things will come in, yes. eat it up, different weeds, all this stuff. And, and it won't be as productive as it could be if I was actively sure. tending to it. So that, that's what stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah, and yesterday's list that— And moving towards fruit. Yeah. And, yeah. and yesterday's list that the Lord compiled together of things to watch for that yeah. will choke the word, basically, mm -hmm. were some, like that list in and of itself, I've watched you over the years kind of assemble it together mm. over time, yeah. like the yeah. Lord will give you pieces. But that really was a comprehensive list of the some of the biggest traps yeah. that I know you've yeah. seen. It. I've, I've watched it now just in being here and in leadership that have gotten people off course. So yeah. that list yesterday, for those who will have ears to hear it and take it yeah. and not fear it, but be on guard against yeah. it, like yeah. tend the word and protect the soil in that yeah. way, yeah. that's a list that will literally save people's lives. Yes. Like it yeah. change their lives, save their lives, mm -hmm. keep their walk going where it needs yeah. to. It was huge. Yeah, I agree. And I've watched that be a problem, you know, so many times and people I've watched it sink people and I despise that because I don't want anybody to go down. I yeah. don't want anybody to lose. I want to be in a perpetual victory parade like the message Bible says in Second Corinthians two fourteen. I want them constantly living in that victory. Do you want to live in that victory? You know, uh, have them switch these <laughs> comments please. And uh, so I want them to constantly live in that victory and never lose, yeah. never lose. Yeah, that's that's the will of God to never lose to yeah. the devil, to never yeah. lose to him. But in order to never lose to him, we've got to come to Jesus and we have to do things his way. Yeah. See, a lot of people are not willing to humble themselves and submit themselves to him and to his ways. And uh, they have all these ideas of what church should be, what it should look like. Like the comment this morning, like they think this healing evangelist should go to the hospital and clear it out. 
That's because they heard some guy in worldly logic present an argument, and they yeah. thought logically that was a good idea. But they don't realize they're crossing the humility yeah. of God's way in His Bible, pretending to you know, thinking themselves to be wise, they become fools. Yeah. And um, so the Bible is very clear about that. So there's no humility. There's no coming to Jesus. Yeah. Um, they don't even understand what's happening yeah. under that tent. They don't yeah. know. I've watched that through the years. Uh, people think they know what's going on. They don't even have a clue yeah. what's going on. They consider themselves spiritual and, yeah. and can't even discern the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, and and is that far fetched? Like, am I just making that up because it irritates me? No, no, it's. It's really, it's an irritation to my spirit more than it is anything else. But here, just like it was an irritation to Jesus when they were cheating people, the money changers in the temple. Yeah. Was in, and that, that was godly. That was not sin, right? Um, so one of the things that you see is, is that far-fetched that they can't even recognize the moving of the Holy Ghost? No. The Pharisees couldn't even recognize the, the Savior. Yeah. God's Son was standing in front of them. And they didn't even recognize him. And they've been studying his word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they had the word in front of them, but they weren't letting the word change them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's how you can get to the place where the word's not working yeah. for us. So. Well, that goes to what Abby was saying yesterday on the broadcast, that it's important to take the full counsel of the word. Yeah. Because you can have people present partial yeah. Yes. partial counsel yeah. and what that'll do is it'll actually create a counterfeit Jesus. Yeah. Like you can yeah. take a section of this, but without the full counsel of it, you're not getting that full picture. That's and, right. And that's what that's how people can miss the anointing yes. and yeah. miss the Holy Ghost is because they think they've yep. studied Jesus when in actuality they've studied a counterfeit of him. Yeah. So when the tr when the reality of the anointing comes in, when the reality of Jesus is in the room, you don't even know it because you spent all of your yeah. time studying a counterfeit. I'll uh, I'll throw this out there real quick and uh, as a point, and then we'll move on today yeah. into seeing mm -hmm. uh, the Word. But one of the things that I think is very important for us to be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing is that we recognize in all humility and in all clarity that there have been many voices mm -hmm. that have spoke to us from the time that we could understand them. Yeah. There have been many influences, and the majority of them have not been God. Even voices coming from yeah. the pulpit. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so you have a lot of ministers and preachers that have certain biases. And, and think about this. If a preacher is not willing to get rid of their bias, yeah. then they're going to look at this word slanted. And then they're going to present that word slanted. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have stuff in us that we heard the first time we heard it and understood it, it was coming from a slant, coming from a bias mm -hmm. that somebody preached. Mm -hmm. And we think that that's gospel because that's how it was presented to us mm -hmm. first. Yep. Yeah. But it's not gospel, which is why they said in Acts 17, 11, that the Bereans were more noble because they took the word that was preached mm -hmm. and they went and they studied the yeah. scriptures yeah. to see if it was so, yeah. right? And when you're studying scriptures, there's two main, two main points to determining doctrine. And uh, I would give you four points to help clarify. But to the two main points to determine doctrine is this. God is absolute love. Mm -hmm. God is absolute love. There's no variation or shadow of turning 
in his love from James 1.17. So when you're determined in doctrine, you have to see that God is love. Now, you have to understand that love disciplines, love rebukes, love corrects, mm-hmm. right? Love teaches. And so a lot of people think that love is like, oh, we love you, so we're going to let you just continue doing whatever right. it is you do. We're going to tolerate everything. We're going to tolerate everything. And then they'll say, if you're not tolerant, you're not in love. That's not true. That's a lie. Yeah. That's a complete lie. And so uh, people have this broken idea of love. Even love, they, most people don't even know the definition of love. You know, they know what they think love feels like, but they don't realize that's not real love. Yeah. What you feel is not love. Yeah. Love is not feeling. Yeah. And, but they don't, you know, love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving yeah. at the leading of God. Mm-hmm. Four parts. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Love is not how you feel. You don't fall in love or out of love. You yeah. choose to love. Yep. Yeah. Love is a choice, yeah. and it's a commitment to that choice. And it's not to give conditionally, but to give unconditionally. And that that giving is not just anything. It's led by God. Yeah. Okay. So that's what love is, but people think that the feelings is love. That is a type of worldly love, but that's not true love. That's not real love. That's why it doesn't work. Right. That's why many marriages fall apart. Many relationships fall apart is because they're conditionally giving on how they feel or what they have in common. And uh, so when we start to see that, when we're determining doctrine, it's not just how we feel. And it's not what we think God should do. Yeah. That's not it. No, he's laid out what love is. He's laid out what God would do. Sins, there's many sins. God says these are an abomination. And if they are an abomination, that means they're contrary to, to love, then they are going to hurt people over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that's, And so you see that when we're determining doctrine, it's not just like the ooey gooey, you know, God's always going to just love you and, and you, you just go do whatever you want to do. God's going to love you. No. And that's, it's sickening once you have revelation of it because you realize that's going to hurt a lot of people. It'll lead people to hell. It will lead people to hell and yeah. eternal. So that's not what love would do. Mm-hmm. And so the second way of determining doctrine, first of all, know that God is absolute love. And, and look at this in, uh, I think it's Psalms 8411. He is not withholding any good thing yeah. from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. So God's not looking to hold back mm-hmm. anything that's good. Yeah. So that means that we do something that either releases it or holds it back. Yeah. God's releasing it all. That's his heart. Mm-hmm. But he set up his way yeah. to walk in that. Yeah. And we we play a part in that. Okay, We sow into that by showing, I trust you, Lord. I believe in you. And that's how we sow. And then we yeah. reap what we sow in that way. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, the second part of determining doctrine is we must receive his love and look at Scripture as a child. So if I can look at a promise, this is what messes up a lot of people because a lot of people can't believe that God will forgive them fully. Uh, A lot of people feel like they have to pay a a payment for their sin. They feel like they're so dirty and filthy. Uh, But a child, if if, if you told a child, you're completely forgiven. Yeah. And I'm not holding anything against you. You know. If you've had if you've had children, one of the things that'll happen is if you ever have to correct them, um, you'll correct them. And with a child now, adult will be different because they're thinking through. They're they're applying worldly logic. 
And they're applying a corrupted flesh logic to it. But a child reacts to things differently, right? A child, if you have to correct a child, like they'll go to bed and they'll be crying. But the next morning, they'll wake up and they'll be like, hey, play with me. You know, like they've complete, they've received mercy because his mercy is new every morning. Because they're not corrupted by religion. They're not corrupted by thoughts. They receive things differently. So if you told a child, you're forgiven. Then, then a child would go, okay, you know, and just be like a child. Mm-hmm. But if you tell that to an adult, they're like, okay, I hear you, but I don't know if I feel like I'm forgiven. I don't feel like I'm forgiven. Yeah. I, I just, I'm thinking about it. And all of a sudden you see that their whole doctrine yeah. has been influenced by a corrupted world. Yeah. A child has no problem with it. In order to determine doctrine correctly, we have to become like a child with the Scripture. And Jesus said, if you'll become like a child, you can enter into the kingdom of God or the domain or the rule, yeah. God's rule in our lives, which is always good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good. So as we're determining doctrine, we have to... Number one, know that God is absolute love, and He yeah. always has the be- our best in His heart. Yeah. He has no plans for our calamity, but to give us a future and a hope, a joy, a confidence, and expectation. He He has great plans. He yeah. wants us to fare very well. He delights in the prosperity of His servant. This yeah. This is who God is, right? Yeah. This is who he is. But then we have to receive that as a child. So when we're looking through here, see, a child's not going to look at God wants to forgive me. And then he's going to look at every curse and say, oh, man, uh, well, we'll just one day up in heaven be relieved from all these curses. No, a child will look at Matthew 6 and go, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no curse in heaven, so there shouldn't be curse here. Mm -hmm. And you start to think that way. It changes how you look at this. Mm -hmm. Another couple of questions that really help determine doctrine is this. Who's the source? Who's the source? If God's not the source, I don't want anything of of it, right? Uh, And who gets the glory? Mm -hmm. So if God's not getting the glory, something's wrong with it. So you'll see charity sometimes. They'll be touting everything they do, but they won't give God any glory for it. That's a bad place to sow seed into. Uh, because they're not giving God glory, ultimately, they because they're not doing that, they step themselves out of the blessing of God, mm-hmm. and they step your money out with it as well. Mm-hmm. And so you want to watch, and that'll help you determine who's the source, yeah. who yeah. gets the glory, yeah. right? Who's the source, who gets the glory. Now, one of the things, <clears throat> those four things help us determine doctrine, okay? And the reason I bring that up is, A lot of times people are sitting there and they're looking at the word and they're looking at it with the wrong lens. They're not there and they're applying it in the wrong way. But when we will go into the word and we will determine doctrine by God is absolute love and receiving that love as a child, who's the source, who gets the glory and those answers are God. Then we'll start to see this, these things and these promises work the way that they should work. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I I heard it said recently a lot of times when when uh when let, let's say like i'm we're preaching right now we're, we're yeah. teaching the word we're, we're talking about it a lot of times when people what people do is they frame um what they believe off of the first time they heard something yes. so like yeah. someone t- like you were saying like yeah. someone someone t- taught you a certain way about how to approach healing right yes 
And yeah. so whenever I say something, that what 99% of people do is they they judge that based off, based what, off they of learned what, they, first. what they learned first. Yeah. Um, and so basically what we're talking about is kind of switching that up and judging it based on the word. Good. I'm not, the word yeah. has to be the standard. Yeah. 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 So so instead of judging it based on, well, I was told this in the past, well, this is a song that I used to sing, or this is, you know, yeah. uh, something that was told to me. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm gonna, I need to put that aside because that, that's like, yes. you know, read it, reading this book through a, yes. I'm reading it through a, a lens of a doctrine that was created by man, yeah. yeah. you know, and, and it's not a good thing. I, I remember, you know, one time I, I was praying. I, we have to yeah. set our eyes yeah. on the Word. Yeah, yeah. That's what he just said, not set our eyes on a sermon I heard yeah. one time. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I remember one time I was praying because uh, I had a friend who was an atheist, and, and he was saying, do all Christians read the Bible? I was like, they should. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he said, well, if that's the case, then why are there so many denominations and why, why can like none of them agree on what yeah. the Word says? And I honestly didn't have an answer for him. So I just, I, I was, uh, you know, praying to God. I was like, God, what, why, why does it, why are there so many people who spent, you know, seven years studying, you know, yeah, uh, doctrine and theology? And I was asking him all this stuff and, and basically, basically got, like, th- this was the first time God gave me, like, a very quick response. Like, oh, wow. But uh, I was like, God, why, why do none of these people agree with what the Word says? And, he's, and he said, it's because they're studying the doctrines of men, not my Word. And it, and that hit me. Yeah. You know, like they, they'll study all these different theological books, all these different things, all, all these different theologies, rather than let's get into this, find yeah. out what this says, and base everything we believe off of the Word. That's right. And, uh, and, and that hit me hard. Was, yeah. so, so from that point forward, I, was, I determined, okay, God, I need to know this. You know, not yeah. just what I've been told, not all these different things and philosophies and theologies. I need to know what your word says yeah. mm-hmm. and frame everything off of the word. And That's I, I right. feel like that conversation that I have with God laid a foundation uh, that yes. led me to, to where I am now. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's important that this is, this is our standard, you know. Yeah, well, we're, we're in the process of putting together a discipleship program, the Bible mm-hmm. Academy. And one yeah. of the first things we look at is what's our standard? Mm-hmm. You know, and Scripture says, the Bible says that all Scripture is inspired by God yeah. and that His Word shows us that His Word is holy. Holy means it's without error. It's without corruption, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, here's what it doesn't say. What it doesn't say is that commentaries are holy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't say that commentaries are inspired. They can be inspired, yeah. but they can also not be inspired, yeah. right? And commentaries, people hear, people hear commentaries every Sunday morning at church if they're there, right? Yeah. Those are commentaries a lot of times. Yeah. A lot, and now, it can be a commentary of the Holy Ghost, if the minister is allowing the Holy Ghost to flow through yeah. him, right, or her. Yeah. But it's not, it's not necessarily from God. Yeah. And so people have to recognize that uh, people can miss it. Yeah. And, and so one of the things to look at is which person that you've ever heard preach or a tape of or read their book outside of the Bible that has never had an error in their life? Or there's, they've never spoken anything wrong. Yeah. None of them. But yet, this has never missed it. Which which person do you know that preaches? And there are some that their words supernaturally have come to pass. Yeah. Now, those are people you want to watch. Because yeah. the Lord says, follow those who through faith and patience 
inherit the promises. Yeah. Part of the promises is the supernatural revelations of God, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecy, discerning spirits, these type of revelatory things. Yeah. So that's also receiving the promises. You do want to follow yeah. those. But in, as far as men go, how many have gotten it right every yeah. single time? Yeah. No. But yet we have prophecies in here that have hundreds, yeah. hundreds that have never missed. Yeah. Never missed. Now, the odds, and, and we've talked about this as one of my favorite ones, the odds of Jesus fulfilling uh, the number of prophecy, eight prophecies, yeah. mm -hmm. the odds of Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies is like a really big, long number that I don't remember the number, but I do remember the example mm -hmm. of what that number looks like. Yeah. And the example of what that number looks like was uh, the state of Texas being covered with silver dollar coins two feet high. And one of those coins across the whole state two feet high is marked with a big red X on it, right? Yeah. And somebody took that coin, threw it somewhere in the state of Texas, mixed them all up, and then they released somebody anywhere in the state of Texas, said, trudge through all these, and when you feel lucky, reach down into the pile of coins, grab yeah. one, and pick it up. That's the odds. That's the odds of Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies. That's yeah. the mathematical odds mm -hmm. of Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies. Mm -hmm. He fulfilled hundreds, yeah. not just eight. Yeah. Hundreds. And throughout the word, there have been hundreds of prophecies. This book is supernatural. This Bible yeah. is supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we're going to have a standard, it doesn't need to be preaching. It, our preachers should be using the standard yeah. and should be speaking the words of God only, mm -hmm. but not all of them do. Yeah. They grew up with biases <laughs> that they never got straightened out, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the major goals of a preacher is to get his biases straightened out and go, how do you do that? You set your eyes on the Word. Yeah. You set your eyes on the Word and you'll find the life in there that you need. You've got to set your eyes on that word. Well, and one of the things that you, I have so many phrases that you say often in, in my head right now, but you were mentioning earlier that one of the keys to understanding doctrine is approaching it with childlike faith. Yeah. Our yeah. receptivity of the word mm -hmm. is going to determine how we minister it to others. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. what, what comes into my head is what you've ministered before, the difference between interpreting things through logic and letting the anointing interpret things. Yes. And and a lot of what ministers, I, I did this for years and too. years. I did too. As I would interpret things logically, like I'd read, keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and think, okay, yeah. logically, this is how I can do that yeah. and I'll, I'll do it. And Which is the exact opposite yeah. of what the word actually tells us to do because yeah. it says these things are spiritually discerned, yeah. not yeah. logically discerned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what you did when you first started approaching the word of God and really going after him is you would just spend hours listening to the word yeah. and praying in the Holy Ghost, yeah. listening to the word, praying in the Holy mm -hmm. Ghost. You weren't sitting there like trying to formulate arguments for yeah. this doctrine and this mm -hmm. doctrine. You were just yeah. ministering with the Lord. Yeah. And childlike faith, so often we'll skip that because we think we yeah. mature out of it. Like, yeah. I don't I don't need childlike faith. I'm, I can eat the steak of the word oh, now. Man. 
Yeah. Like as no, you can't. No. You got to be a child to eat the steak. You know, mm-hmm. a child have a childlike faith to do it. Like mm-hmm. one thing, as you're talking, that just kept popping in, into my mind. Just this picture is we mentioned earlier. Hannah Sittler's in the back. I love watching Hannah Sittler in a service. I love, (laughs) love watching her because she challenges me. She reminds me, uh, like, she's so hungry for God. She's so hungry and just so excited to be in his presence. She worships him so freely. Like, she she just loves being with him. And I'll see her worshiping, and it reminds me of where I was when I first fell in love with the Lord. And it'll challenge me to make sure you stay in that place. Don't leave that place. Do what you can to be there. That's and, a great challenge. And that's what yourself. childlike faith yes, does. It, yes. it pushes people yeah. to, to be there. Yeah. That's a great challenge. And that's the kind of challenges that I try to put put on myself all the time. Yeah. Is, and I'll watch, I'll watch people and do the same thing. Yeah. It, it's very, very healthy. Okay. Um, did you have something? Okay. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to see the word for what it is and not not you know not be to the side of it. We've got to yield ourselves and give ourselves to that word and let it speak for itself. Yeah. And the full the full counsel of the word, not just a part of it. And so one of the things that you look at is this. This is why Paul says, and I want you to see this. When we're determining doctrine, one of the major points of determining doctrine is, is what's being preached confirmed by God with signs and wonders and power? And this is why the Holy Spirit said through Paul, I'm not coming to you with convincing words of man's wisdom or man's logic or worldly logic. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you with power, right? Is that where you were at? Yeah. And then the other, there's another place where there's some guys that are kind of challenging Paul. And and he says, look, he says, don't think I'm not coming. Yeah. And when I come, and I, lo- I love this. It's really been, I've been meditating on it a good bit recently. He said, when I come, I'll see if you have power. Yeah. In other words, power was a marker that the word was being interpreted yeah. properly. And yeah. of course, we looked at that. Yesterday in Romans 15, verse 18 and 19, he said, I fully preached the gospel to these to these areas con- with signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, without signs and wonders, and the other part was there was change. There was change in the believers, the new believers, in words and deeds, yeah. right? So they had repentance and change in their yeah. heart and in their deeds mm-hmm. and in their confession but and there were signs and wonders, and those were markers yeah. that the word had been preached. Yeah. Yeah. Those were markers, mm-hmm. and so that he's given us stuff to look for. Yeah. Now we don't follow somebody just because they say there's signs over there. We follow them because the word matches up. Mm-hmm. But we do expect yeah. signs and wonders to follow yeah. the word. Yeah. We're not there for just the signs and wonders. We're there for the word yeah. because it's the word. That brings life. Yeah. Yeah. The signs and wonders are a manifestation of the life that the word brings. Yeah. And so when we want the word to work for us, 
First, we have to tend to the word. Second, we have to hear the word, which we talked about yesterday. Yeah. You got to set yourself physically mm -hmm. in a place where the true gospel is being preached yeah. Yeah. with signs and wonders and power moving, not just what makes you feel good, what makes your kids feel good, yeah. what makes your brain feel good, what makes your comfort feel good. Yeah. No, you go to where the word's being preached. But then also hearing the word, you can't have a hardened heart. You got to prepare yourself spiritually. Yeah. So you can't be in pride. You don't need to be in offense. You don't. Uh, you don't need to be in unforgiveness. You yeah. don't need to be in familiarity. All yeah. that list that we looked at yeah. yesterday. Say yes to God quickly. Yeah. All of these things. Um, have honor, recognize, yeah. and esteem the things of God. So it goes the same thing with seeing. And he says here. Do not let the words depart from your sight. Yeah. Now, two points that I'll show you on this is, again, both physically and spiritually, but he says when we get a hardened heart in all those areas we talked about yesterday, and I'm not going to rehash all of that, mm -hmm. but in all of those areas that we talked about yesterday, we can get a hardened heart and we won't be able to hear and we won't be able to see. Yeah. Right? And so those same things that we talked about yesterday apply to sight. But one thing I want to talk about is physically, we need to set our eyes on the Word. Yeah. Physically, we need to set our eyes on the Word. Brother Copeland has a great testimony of this, a very, very great testimony. He said he was trying to get healed of something, mm -hmm. and uh, he was quoting the Scripture. He was remembering and meditating on the Scripture. He knew the Scripture. He's preached it all the time on healing. He was doing all of that, and the Lord corrected him and said, I didn't just say rehearse and confess it yeah. only. He said, I didn't just say hear the word, mm -hmm. sit under the preaching of healing. He said, don't let your eyes depart from it. Yeah. Yeah. He said, go get your Bible out. He said, don't give it to me from memory. Set your eyes on it again yeah. today, fresh. Yeah. 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 And he said, as soon as I set my eyes physically on that word and I, and I prayed, I was healed. I, I was working on that for months. Yeah. And man, when I heard him say that, that really changed. That really changed mm -hmm. how I looked at, I need to set my eyes on this word yeah. physically. Mm -hmm. There's something about it physically when yeah. I set my eyes on it. Yeah. You know? Well, Brother Tracy, he's, I think, one of the first ministers I've ever noticed who puts an emphasis on mm -hmm. get your Bible out, open to hear, or yeah. he'll tell his people, put it up on the screen so they can see it. Yes. And he, yeah. he does it every single service is yeah. that I can think of. And yeah. it's, it's for that reason. He said, I think this past Sunday, the word's alive. And if you're That's not right. looking at it, you're not letting it speak to you. He's like, you don't need to hear just me say this to you. You need to look at the word and let it talk to you because this is the only book that's yeah. alive. Yeah. And why would he why would he make that point? Because yeah. he knows this scripture, yeah. don't let these words depart from your sight. Yeah. yeah. Put them in front of you on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking the difference between the milk and the meat of the word. Um, you know, I, I heard it said that milk is something that someone else digested and is presenting it to you. The meat is something that you take a hold of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, not and not just even something that I've digested and, you know, and and am feeding myself in my mind. You know, like, oh, I've, I know the word. I've, I've spoken it. I, I already know what it says. That's something that I've already digested. I need, a, I need fresh, it fresh today. Yes. And yes. I don't need it fresh from somebody else either. I, yes. I, need, I need to look at this and study this out myself and see what it, and, and just get fresh meat, fresh bread, you know, yes. get it fresh today. Yes, amen. Yeah, amen. Well, and so 
one of the things that we do, that's why it's important, one, to carry a Bible. Yeah. You know, um, Bible versus phone, I have some thoughts on that that the Lord, I believe, helped straighten it out for me. Mm -hmm. I would say you need a Bible, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a reason for it. Basically, it's you do everything else on this phone, and subconsciously, this is the biggest point to me, subconsciously, we're, we will subconsciously rate mm -hmm. All of those at the same level. Mm -hmm. The Word of God is higher than anything else that I'll handle mm -hmm. on this phone. So I don't want to subconsciously fall into that trap. Yeah. Um, so if the Lord convicts you about that, fine. If He doesn't, okay, fine. But I, as soon as I heard that, I'd yeah. been asking the Lord. That was an answer for me. Yeah. So one of the things, we want to physically put our eyes on the Word. Um, I like if some preachers doing, you know, quoting a scripture, I want to look at it. I want to either look at it up on the screen if it's up there, or I want to look at it in front of me. Yeah. You know, I want to set my eyes on it because I know the importance of the scripture. Mm -hmm. And we want to honor God in that scripture. Yeah. Set our eyes on that. It's yeah. saying, Lord, I take you at your word. Yeah. <laughs> I trust your word. Mm -hmm. And I might not understand all this, but I'm going to do what your word says, yeah. you know. And uh, another thing that's important is I want you to see this. We need to look with eyes of faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to look so spiritually. We need to set our eyes on the word, set our yeah. eyes on the promises. So if I receive, let's say that I receive uh, a scripture pops out to me and I know that's my scripture. Like I have a scripture that's mine that the Lord gave me years ago when he yeah. first called me to preach. Actually, the day he called me to preach he gave me that scripture. Now, the issue is I don't just take that scripture and never look at it again. I set it before my eyes, right? I'll literally set it in my, you know, in my bathroom mirror so I can look at that yeah. scripture and meditate on that scripture. And uh, that was a scripture the Lord gave to me. But I also do that, let's say that I have a prophetic word, right? I'll take that word and I'll look at it. I'll read it again on a regular basis. So spiritually, physically, I'm setting my eyes on it. Spiritually, I'm not letting it drop from before yeah. my sight. I'm keeping it fresh in front of me. I'm keeping the word, the promises yeah. fresh in front of me. And what's happening? I'm finding life in the word, and the word will work mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, I want you to see this. Uh, this is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. One of the, in my opinion, one of the most powerful verses in the Bible, it says, by faith, we understand. So by faith, we grasp this. We, yeah. we get something spiritually by faith that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. Yeah. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Yeah. In other words, there were spiritual things brought into being mm -hmm. By the word of God. Yeah. So when I will focus and I will look spiritually. So I see you can take the spiritual faith and the spiritual uh, structure yeah. of a physical thing was created by the word of God. Yeah. So what will happen is if I will look to God and his promises and keep those, let them not depart from my spiritual sight. Yeah then I will see them come to pass and manifest physically. Yeah. Like, in other words, I've got to look beyond the fleshly thing. I've got to look beyond, you know, uh, the death or the lack that's in front of me, the sickness that's in front of me. And I've got to look to the promises. Well, that's clearly seen in 2 Corinthians 4. 
2 Corinthians 4 says, um, verse, seven, uh, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but we look in context at the things which are not seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we put our eyes on the word, physical word, yeah. but we don't put our eyes on the physical storm, the right. physical problem, the yeah. physical thing to overcome. We set our eyes on the overcomer, yeah. on his character, on his nature. Yeah. So I, I look at the word. I look at the character and nature of God. I stretch my eyes of faith. If you go into uh, Genesis, um, I, I think it's around 14, just around there, where God, it, you see Abraham and Lot splitting up because they were getting so blessed they couldn't stay in the same land. Yeah. And then God says, stretch your eyes to see. Yeah. Now, he was telling them, stretch his eyes physically, but that's a type and shadow of us needing to stretch yeah. our eyes spiritually to see greater things than we've ever seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Set our eyes on things above. So when we, it says, don't let the word depart from your sight, we need to take these promises. I'm the healed of the Lord. I can walk in divine health yeah. in Jesus' name. I need to not look at what everybody around me is doing. I need to look at the spiritual promise and the character and nature of God and stretch my eyes and say, I can walk without having sickness for the rest of my life. And yeah. I'm believing for that. And I have received it in yeah. Jesus' name. I can, I can walk debt free for the rest of my life. I can, I can walk and stretch your eyes. We can, we can have a, build a great kingdom. For Jesus on this earth, we can do great and mighty things. Yeah. He will do exploits yeah. through us. His anointing will, will flow through us. His glory will yeah. be on us. We've got to stretch our eyes yeah. and not let his word depart from us. He yeah. says in 2 Corinthians 3, he says uh, there, he says, you are able, you are adequate ministers of the gospel. Mm -hmm. He says in, in Isaiah 61, you are anointed the Spirit of the Lord anointed me. Yeah. Now, he's talking about Jesus, but through Jesus, we were anointed. Mm -hmm. he, he passed on that anointing. Yeah. In John 17, it says, "He the same way I was sent, I send you. And this is for every believer. Yeah. So we got to look with eyes of faith that we are sent in a different level yeah. and yeah. see higher than what the world has tried to cap us at. Yeah. yeah. Well, in keeping the word in front of your eyes, you brought up how you will review the words that the Lord spoke yeah. to you, and you'll look at those things. You, One of the things that you've taught me to do is the Lord is very exact with his words. Yes. He doesn't exaggerate, and he doesn't mince yes. words. He means what he says. Yes. So you've taught me to be exact with the things of God. Yes. So one of the reasons, I believe, as you were talking, that the Lord is showing me that he wants us to see them is he tells us in the word, write the vision, make it plain. This is yes. the Lord's vision for us. Yeah. He is our anchor, not to keep us held down, but to keep us grounded in the word yes. so that yeah. our imaginations don't take over, and we don't yeah. what we were talking about. We're not logicking anything. We're not figuring it out on our own. We're letting him interpret himself. That's right. This is yeah. what I'm saying to you. This is what I mean. Yes. So keep it in front of you. And in those moments where you don't remember, go back and see it. So that yes. way, when the storm's trying to blow you over this way, no, you've got an anchor that's supernatural yes. to keep you yeah. grounded in the foundation yes. that he's called you yeah. to be in. Amen. Yeah.
Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, that's important. Amen. Yeah, because, I mean, how many times do you hear people say, oh, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous and stuff like that. And they'll put it before your eyes and you'll see that the Lord delivers you out of them yeah. all. But, you know, it's... The it's, rest it's, of that mm -hmm. verse is a yeah. deliverance. Yeah. 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 There, there have been times when, I, when I've stood on verses and then I'm, I'm reading through it, you know, I'm reading through it and then I see the full verse or I see the full context of the verse and I realized I've been, I haven't been doing really yeah. handling that verse the right way you know yeah it's important to like yeah. if there's a verse you know you usually whenever like i'm taking no writing down notes when i'm going to preach or something like yeah. that i I, re I look at those verses in context i look mm. at it for like and if yeah. i realize that there's a scripture that that could that i could be using out of context i i don't yeah. i don't want to use it i, I want to yeah. make no. sure yeah that that it's plain before my eyes so that i can so that as an adequate minister, yeah. you know, it's before my eyes. I know what God's saying. I know what God means. Yeah. You know, it, it's important for us to keep the vision plain, like yeah. you were saying, keep it plain. Well, one time, and, and y'all have heard this story, but one time I had a doctrine that I was coming up with, and I thought I <laughs> had enough scriptures to back it up. And then I took it to it Pastor cool Gene. <laughs> it would have been a cool one. <laughs> and uh, I took it to Pastor Gene. It would have been cool until it started ruining <laughs> people's lives. <laughs> And um, <laughs> in one moment, you know, and this is the importance of letting the word interpret itself and the full counsel of the word mm -hmm. was I just hadn't put it through all of the filters of the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was getting ready to start preaching it. Praise God. I was submitted to a man of God. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Because I would have hurt myself and I would have hurt other people. Yeah. And um, it was cool in theory. <laughs> the theory. <laughs> the theory of it was cool. It, it was cool. Like, it was cool in logic. Yeah, and it was I've logic that was leading me there. I've been there many yeah. times. Yeah, and uh, you have to be, you can't, you know, not too long ago, somebody was preaching, and they made a statement, and they preached it like it was absolute truth. And I, I immediately pulled out the scripture. I'm like, that's not in the Bible. Like, you're, you're assuming something. I know it sounds cool, but you can damage people yeah. by saying that that's how it happened. I don't care if you think that's how it happened or not. Don't add to it, you know, let it, let it speak for itself, you know. And um, so they didn't like it, I, I don't think, but I'm trying to help them be a better minister. If you care about people, yeah. if you care about God, then you care about people. If you care about people, you're not going to add to that, you know. But, and I was taking something, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily adding to it. I thought it was something that I'd seen. But then Pastor Gene took me to one scripture and said, well, what about this? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that just blew that whole doctrine out of the water, didn't it? I was like, well, can't preach that. So <laughs> I didn't, you know, and I dropped it as a doctrine. Yeah. And uh, I'll do that constantly. You know, yeah. I've, I've had uh, had that multiple times. So anyway. Well, I was just going to say that's what Revelation says. It says don't add or take away from the book. Yeah, no, no, like, you don't have to. There's, there's plenty of scriptures and promises in here. You don't have to try and get yeah. cool. You don't have to add yeah. to him. Like no. he, he's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to. You don't have to force something. It, matter of fact, the more simple it is, the more powerful it will be. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but we need to set our eyes on it. So tomorrow we'll talk about keeping the word, which is very important and very powerful. Keeping yeah. the word, but we've talked about tending to the word. Uh, on Monday, we talked about hearing the word yesterday, seeing the word today, and tomorrow we'll talk about keeping the word. So Stevens had some really fun the office quotes today. That's oh, another yeah. one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll address those later. <laughs> I just saw so, you catch them, so I figured I'd let you know what he was saying. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I love you, Evangelist Stephen. <laughs> that seemed forced. That was so much love in that sentence. <laughs> love is a choice. It is a choice. And a commitment to it's unconditional giving. I am choosing right now. <laughs> You're watching a choice happen in front of your eyes. <laughs> I love when Stephen's on. It's like a gift. <laughs> He and Michaela are uh, taking their whole ministry to the next level this week. It's awesome. Amen. I'm excited for them. So. Well, we uh, praise God for you, and we hope that you've gotten something out of this today. Have y'all gotten something out of Amen. it? Amen. Sure. Amen. Glory to God. Well, lead uh, just in anybody that wants to sow. Y'all just lead that. Be led. Good. All right, well, guys, we sow this broadcast into you, and uh, there's multiple ways that you can sow into this broadcast. Did I just say so? If you want to sow into this broadcast, if you want to sow into this broadcast, there's, there's multiple different ways. One of the ways is sharing the broadcast, spreading the word. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to, to, to our YouTube channel. That helps get the word out. Um, and also, uh, partner with us by praying for the ministry. Yeah. Pray that the gospel gets out. Pray that people who need to hear these words We'll just open up and somehow YouTube will suggest our, our video to them, you know, <laughs> like so, someone who's just, man, how yeah. do I hear from God? How do I, how do I get the word to work in my life? And that it'll then just it pop up. up. Yeah. 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 Just begin to pray that God begins to just spread this gospel, spread this yeah. word out to, to people who need to hear that. Yeah. And, yeah. and another way that you can sow is you can sow a financial seed uh, so that we can Help uh, so that we can really get this word out uh, to more people. Yeah. So if you want to sow financially, we want, we obviously want to give you the opportunity to do that and partner with what God's doing here at what at what's right. And so if you want to do that, you can go to giveww.org. We have uh, all the other ways to give right right here on the screen. We got uh, you can uh, use our QR code, PayPal, text to give, cryptocurrency. We have uh, Venmo, Cash App. Uh, Facebook, all those different ways that you can give. But if you're gonna, if you're sowing today, if the Lord's leading you to yeah. sow, uh, we're gonna pray that God blesses every seed sown today. And because we know that when you partner with the gospel, especially with the gospel where the word's working, you know, where yes. like you like yeah. you were saying, signs, wonders, miracles being performed. You know, yeah. we, we've seen. Uh, many awesome, powerful signs, yeah. wonders, miracles in this ministry. It's been phenomenal. Amen. Which, which is evidence that this is that this is good soil. So yeah. if you, if the Lord's leading you to sow, we're going to pray and we're going to believe with you that God's going to bless that seed. Amen. Yeah. Amen. As uh, what I, I'm going to pray over the seed. But before I do, I believe what that the Lord just showed me something that the people who are sowing today, that they're laying up a foundation of blessing for themselves. Yeah. Like I, what I believe I saw is the seeds that are being sown. It's a harvest in your future that you're going to need when you get there. The seeds yeah. today, they're going to produce something in the future that you wouldn't have been able to get on your own without the seed today. Yeah. So as you're planting it, believe in faith. I'm not just giving the seed away. I am laying up for myself a foundation of blessings that the Lord is then going to bless me with when I get there. It's going to be your ram in the thicket when you're in a situation that you need it in. It's supernatural yes. provision. So Father, right now, over every single seed sown, we call it blessed in the name of Jesus. We receive this, we receive the seed on behalf of you, Lord, and we commit to being good soil. We commit to putting the seed to work for the kingdom, how you call it to work. But God, over this seed, 
today. Let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Let it not only return back to them quickly, but store up an inheritance that is necessary and life-changing for the moment they need it most. Store up a blessing that only can be done through this faith and this seed today. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of seed, time, and harvest. You are faithful. You never forget a seed. You never forget an offering, and you are faithful to those who love you. You Honor those who honor you. Now, God, today, honor the sowers. Honor the sowers. Honor the sowers. Honor the sowers in Jesus' name and let it be done quickly, publicly, Lord. Honor them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much. We'll be back tomorrow talking more about how to get the word to work for you. We praise God for you. Here is Abigail to wrap everything up. Hey guys, that was amazing. Just once again, we want to ask if you could share this broadcast, whether you're on Facebook, there's a share button, or if you're on YouTube, there's like the little arrow thing and you can copy the link and paste it in Facebook, paste it in Twitter, just text it to your friends and family, whatever you want. Sharing this broadcast, helping get this word out is one way that you can sow just like what they were saying. It's super easy, just takes a few seconds. So we always ask if you could please do that. But also guys, exciting news is the tent meeting is happening tonight. It is not too late. If you haven't been to the ones last night or the night before or the night before, it's okay. You still have time to get here tonight, Thursday night and Friday night at 7 p.m. in Albemarle at the YMCA Park. We want you to be there Guys, every night, miracles have happened, countless miracles. Blind eyes, like deaf ears opening, people who couldn't walk, walking, crazy stuff. It's the Word. The Word is happening, and it's amazing, and we want to see you there. So we'd like to personally invite you, but also let you know that we will be back with the broadcast at 11.30 tomorrow. See you then. Bye.